I'm Mark Adams and this is Mark's Mess 50 for 50. Each week I will look at a year in my life to find the geek influences, ending up looking at the year 2021 on my 50th birthday. This week, 1972. 1972 is the year I turned one, so there are still no memories for me to fall back on. But the future continued to come. Although it is the year that we left the moon, never to go back with both Apollo 16 and 17 driving on the moon's surface. But it was also the year that President Nixon commands the development of the Space Shuttle program and therefore helps the future Bond movie Moonraker. We continue to explore space with Mariner 9 sending back pictures of Mars and Pioneer 10 starting its long journey out of our solar system. Back on Earth, the company that made my first computer, Atari, was founded and the first generation video game, Pong, got its arcade model. It was the longest year ever with two leap seconds added to the year and we needed that extra time to watch new TV shows such as John Craven's Newsround, Record Breakers, Rainbow, MASH and the classic canon-changing episode of Doctor Who, The Three Doctors. It was also the year that DNA became prominent in science with resequencing. I cannot pretend to understand at all what that means, but Science Being Cool brought in one of my favourite comic book characters into Marvel. Okay, te technically the Beast came into Marvel Comics in X-Men number 1 in 1963, along with his classmates in Xavier's Institute, but with declining sales figures the X-Men fell into rerun limbo while people tried to figure out what on earth to do with that team book. In 1972, Roy Thomas had an idea to transform Hank McCoy, the alter ego of the Beast, into a furry mutate, which was done by Jerry Conway in The Amazing Adventures Volume 2, Number 11. Hank McCoy has graduated from Xavier's School for Gifted Youngsters, and why not? He is a genius! He gets a job at the Buran Corporation headquarters. Things descend into Marvel trope when there's a spy at the company and Hank takes an experimental chemical which mutates him even further from a young man with slightly large hands and feet into a grey ape-like creature. Like the Thing, he is unable to transform back and has to live his life looking like a monster. In 1975, McCoy joins the Avengers in number 137 uh, thanks to um, admission by Iron Man but he leaves seven years later, feeling that he's there for his fantastic physique, but not his great mind. He stumbles into the Defenders in number 104 in 1982 and stays with them until the end of the book in 1987. During this time, he was instrumental in creating the new Defenders, bringing along his old X-Men teammates Iceman and Angel. And after the Defenders had disbanded, along with the original X-Men, he joins X-Factor and quickly loses his fur. I first met Beast in the pages of Amazing Spider-Man number 282 in a story called Fury of X-Factor. J.J. Jameson has hired the Mutant Hunters X-Factor capture that menace Spider-Man, not knowing that X-Factor are secretly mutants rescuing and training other mutants. 
They tackle Spider-Man as mutants, heading to the classic misunderstanding type of battle, but all is well in the end. But there's one line in that comic written by Tom DeFalco, in which the Beast, in his de-haired form, mentions that Spider-Man would not recognise him, as the last time they met, he was blue and furry. That simple line opened up the Marvel Universe to me, making me realise that uh, they were not like the TV episodes that I watched, where everything was reset to the end of the episode. These stories mattered and uh, made a difference. Things change, sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse, but always change, and so would life change. The Beast would continue to be a favourite of mine for many years, different from The Thing. Neither of them can transform back, but Beast is a more jolly character, and enjoying the fact that he's blue, furry and agile. But that was the influence 1972 had on me, when years later I would read those comics. If you would like to contact me, uh, you can by email at marksmess at gmail.com, on Twitter at marksmesspodcast without the T, on Facebook marksmesspodcasts, and you're welcome to give me your reminiscence of 1972. Thanks to Josh Woodward of joshwoodward.com for the title music, and next time, you guessed it, we'll tackle 1973.